You're listening to The Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Charity Craig. I have had a messy life, but through the mess, I've discovered how to live an abundant life. Now, it's my turn to help you overcome your fears and discover your dreams. I'm going to challenge the way you think about yourself, others, and God. Life is way too short not to live abundantly. Are you ready? Let's pursue an abundant life. Today I'm going to talk about how to feel anger and other negative emotions. I talked a little bit about how to feel better on a bad day. You can listen to that. That's episode four. But specifically today, I want to talk about the anger because up until recently, negative emotions, I don't like using the word bad because I don't believe emotions are good or bad. They just are what they are. And up until recently, though, even science didn't really understand emotions and feelings. I like to, I'll use those words interchangeably, feelings and emotions. I know there is some distinction between the two, but overall, I will just use them interchangeably. And so they, there's been a, they've just been such a confusing and ambiguous and, and sort of this unknown part of the human existence. And so, so for many years and many generations, what I would say is negative or low energy emotions like anger, sadness, frustration, right? Those are all the negative ones that kind of bring your energy down. We tend to not know what to do with them. And so we're afraid of them. And and it's human nature um, to block or avoid things that we don't understand and that we are afraid of. But it's just been recently that um, people have been able to discover um, healthy aspects of our emotions and really how to um, heal, how to create healthy boundaries, how to to let them flow through you instead of blocking them. So I grew up learning how to block all the negative emotions because I was terrified of them. And so... um, if you're, you know, just like I said, I would hold them inside and I would, you know, talk myself out of the feeling and say, oh, I'm, I'm acting irrational. Or I shouldn't be feeling this way. And so instead of actually feeling it and sort of grappling with it and, and figuring out what's really going on, I would stuff it inside. But we know, we know what happens when sister stuffs it inside You can only stuff so much before it just explodes. So for many, many years, I was a stuffer and then an exploder. I would stuff, 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 and then I would lose it on the person closest to me. And usually, because I was the good girl, it would only be the people I love. So it would be Matt, it would be my children, causing severe damage for sure. This is part of the reason why I always say that Matt's affair was the best thing that ever happened to us because that explosion, right? Him walking in and dropping the bomb in our family blew up so much of this false, unhealthy part of ourselves that kind of just shattered it all. 
And this is, you know, in therapy and trying to figure out what went wrong in our marriage is when I discovered how incredibly unhealthy emotionally I was. Very severely codependent. I'll talk more about what that means. But it was it was what I realized that these negative emotions were were pushed aside and stuffed down. And I don't see it that way anymore. Anger is actually a very it's a very normal experience. It's a very normal emotion. And the more we learn to feel it and the more we learn to process it in a healthy way, the more it actually stables out, the more it can pass through you in a quicker manner. The more you hold on to it and, and stuff it and try to oh, bear and grin it, right? Until you, I just need to cool down. I just need to simmer down, right? That's That could be code word for stuffing it until I, it doesn't bother me anymore. And then I can come out and live my life. Um, it finally bubbles over. And so some of the things that you can do is really begin to process these negative emotions without guilt or shame. So I would say that's going to be the number one thing. To stop putting moral judgment on any of your emotions. You are allowed to feel whatever it is you're feeling. It is just as immoral, it is just as wrong, I should say, um, for your hand to hurt when you touch a hot stove it's, it would be just as wrong, right? Like there's there's no moral judgment when you touch a stove and it's hot and your hand hurts and you're like, ow, right? That's a negative feeling. I don't like the pain I feel when I touch the stove, but I don't judge myself for feeling that. I just know, oh, there's a problem here that needs to be resolved. So that's all that's happening when you feel a negative emotion. The pain from those emotions are just an alert system. So my first piece of advice for you is to just stop judging it and allow it to be what it is. And the second thing that you can do when you recognize that you are having a negative emotion, whatever that is, anger, frustration, sadness, depression, anything negative, that low energy, is to acknowledge it. Become the detective. Pay attention to it and say, what am I feeling right now? And then put a name on it. The more you can get clear as to what it is you're feeling, the more you will be able to know how to navigate through it. You will have the tools to know what to do next. The more you avoid it and deny it and pretend like it's not happening, the less empowered you are. Now you are a victim to your emotions. So to become empowered, you must take a long, hard look at it. And since we're not judging it, we're not putting a moral judgment on it as good or bad. We're just saying it is. It's not a scary thing to look at anymore. So we can look at it and say, I am angry. And that's it. Like I am telling you right now, I am angry. And the third thing that you can do, so once you have stopped judging it, you just allow it to be, and then you acknowledge it by putting a name on it, the third thing that you need to do or can do is to express it. 
Now, I know this is crazy talk because typically we are taught to not express our anger and not to do things because I think typically what we connect anger to or these these hard uh, emotions to navigate, we, we connect things like rage and violence and harm and hurt and, you know, physical abuse and things like that. Because a lot of times when people don't know what to do with all this built up negative energy, they will a lot of times harm others. That is not the case. As you begin to navigate and process these emotions in a healthy manner. So some of the things that you can do when you are to express your feelings on purpose, you're going to express them on purpose. You're not going to stuff, stuff, stuff until you explode and you're out of control. You're going to do it with purpose. So the first thing you want to do, especially early on, as you first begin to practice feeling your emotions, as you start practicing this, the first thing I would do is start telling others how you're feeling. I've been, I I started doing this early on in my practice of healing emotionally. And I would literally just be like, Matt, I'm feeling really mad right now. I just need some time. I don't, I don't know why I can't talk about it right now because I don't know what's going on. I just, I, I just want you to know I'm mad. So just give me some time. And a lot of times, um, we had a very poor relationship in emotions. And so up until before this, we would blame each other, right? I would, it, it would be his fault. And so he would constantly have to defend himself or, you know, try to fix it or whatever. And so part of that telling was, you don't have to fix it. This isn't your fault per se. There might be something else going on, but me feeling this way, my emotions that I'm feeling right now are mine and mine alone. It's not your fault I feel this way and I don't need you to fix my feelings. So this is me and I'm taking responsibility for them. So that's why you want to just vocalize it with people in your family. And that includes your children. I was telling my young children, three, four, five years old, mommy's really upset right now. I need you to give me some time. It's not your fault that mommy's mad. I just need some time to figure this out. Can you give me some time? And then it's time to excuse yourself in whatever manner you can. If you are at home and there's nothing, you know, that you have to be engaging in, remove yourself. Go into another room leave the house, whatever you need to do to separate yourself from somebody else, to give yourself some time to process and express it, do it. So some of the things that you can do to process your emotions is punch a pillow, scream into the pillow, get in your car, turn up your most angry playlist and just scream out the lyrics, punch the steering wheel, whatever you need to do to Feel all that you need to feel. So Dr. Jill Bolt-Taylor, she's a Harvard brain scientist, says it takes 90 seconds. When you like open the floodgates and you just, I mean, push through those negative emotions as hard and fast as you can, 90 seconds. It takes 90 seconds. So I mean, that's not even a a full song before you can really fully feel 
the anger or the frustration that you're feeling. But whatever it is, get it out. Some some more passive sort of ways that you can do is just to journal it out. Write a letter to whoever it is that you need to write it to and then, you know, be sure you burn it, tear it all up, whatever you got to do. Um, but you can get these out because then what happens is once you've flushed them through, you know, like a rushing water through you, the storm passes and then it clears. Now, this is the very crucial point of this process. This is the steps that you cannot skip because this is the part that is empowering you for next time. This is the part that you're able to really get to the root of why you felt the way you felt. So many times we just, you know, blast out. It's, it's our spouse's fault, it's our kid's fault, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And we don't really take the time to do the research to figure out what's really going on deep within us. So after you've done all that, you felt the emotions. And you know, honestly, I want to I want to clarify here too, to say that this may not be a 30 minute process. If you have a lifestyle or a lifetime of depression or anxiety, of darkness, days of darkness where you just kind of sink under the water, this is going to be a long process. I can remember the first time that I I was always depressed. I dealt with depression many, many years. And I can remember the first time I practiced this. I was in the darkness internal darkness for two weeks. And I would keep telling myself, so I just kind of, this is kind of just a little side note to this. If this is something that is very chronic for you, I do want to say one, please get professional help. If this is something that is very chronic for you um, and that you may have suicidal thoughts or thoughts of harming yourself. So that is definitely something that I want to put in here. And the second thing I would always do in that time is I kept saying, it's not always going to be like this. I'm going to come out on the other side. And I would just tell myself that over because you know, when you're in that you feel like it's going to be like that forever. It's always going to be like this. It's always been like this. It's so horrible. You can't see the positive. You can't see the hope. So I just allowed myself to be there and not judge it. And I just remember just constantly as I, you know, excused myself and I slept the afternoon away, laying in my bed, you know, whatever, feeling all the things I was feeling. I just said to myself, it won't always be like this. And sure enough, after about two weeks, I remember just kind of popping out and I was like, oh, wow, I feel so much better wow, like I made it through and everyone's okay and I'm okay and nobody's been harmed and I didn't have meltdowns where I blasted everybody in my home. It just kind of was like a sad time in my home. So I just wanted to make that clear through this that um, this is not necessarily going to be a 30-minute thing. I got mad and now I'm not. So if it takes longer to process through this, that's okay too. But this is where you really want to start doing the real inner work. So after you've processed your emotions, I want you to sit and observe the thoughts, uh, maybe the situation. I want you to go back through the timeline 
And I want you to pinpoint the moment that you felt that shift within you. It might take you a while because this is not a new practice or this is a new practice. And so you may not be used to going back and pinpointing it. And this might be scary for you too. This was very scary for me as well because I had a lot of codependency, a lot of um, insecurities, low self-esteem. And so I would deny a lot of the things, the problems, the situations between me and Matt that were unhealthy. Um, and so I would deny it. And so it was hard for me sometimes to get real and honest about why I was upset and what happened that upset me. So I want you, but I want you to do that work and I want you to find that pivotal moment. It's a moment It's one phrase, it's one moment that happens where you can shift from the positive. It's just like a light switch turning off and now you're in the darkness. And once you have pinpointed it and said, ah, the moment my husband walked in the door and said X, whatever that was upset me. And then I want you to really... This is going to be a longer process as well in figuring out what it was about that moment that upset you. And remember, it's going to seem like it was the other person. Like my husband walked in and made this comment to me, but really there was something within you that when he said that comment, it it tapped into something within you. It made you think something. It made you it, it tapped in and usually in those moments, it's a wounded part of ourselves. And so now we have a conversation that we can have. And now we can have the hard conversation as, and to talk about why you felt that way. And now you can come together with that. If there is a person that you can talk to and have that conversation with them to really do some problem solving. And and remember, it's never about the other person. So when you do have these com- these tough conversations, um, remember to come to the table with truth. But the truth is that when you come in and the first question you ask um, is what's for dinner, and I've been, you know, busy all day, and I'm tired, I know you're tired, I felt invalidated or not in, in unimportant or I, I, I felt like this is a, a workload that I is feeling too much for me. And so now you can have those conversations to heal that part of that, that wound within you. Once you have pinpointed it and you have taken the steps to resolve it, right? So notice you're not in a place of anger right now. Notice you're not mad and frustrated and irritated and ready to just slice him through, right? Now, let's say you had known that that's what it was that that made you so mad when he walked in and he made that comment. You could have just sliced him right down the middle with your words, right? And you could have just started blasting him, which that would have created more tension, more anger, and it would have created more negative energy in your home. But now that you've gone through these tests and you've, and you've processed the emotion and you found the real root of the, the issue, now you can talk about it. And this is the point that is important. You release it. Holding on 
to these negative emotions or um, the wounded root of it, right? If you hold on to it and kind of store it away in the filing cabinet for a later disagreement to pull out is um, only harming and damaging the relationship, but it's, it's, it's holding on as, as an unforgiveness within you that is weighing you down and keeping you locked in that negative emotion. You're keeping that negative emotion locked within you. And the, the, most, the most that you can do, the most healthy thing you can do is to let it go. Let it flow right through you and let it wash away and make sure that you, but that's why it's important to resolve it with if there needs to be a conversation or something like that. You want to make sure that you've done all the steps to close that door, but then you need to release it. I wanted to say thanks again for listening to this week's episode. Remember, you have a special gift that this world needs. Keep on growing. Keep becoming the better version of yourself. No matter what, stay present in this moment as you pursue an abundant life.